Yo, yo, yo. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. This is a podcast where we come to talk about mental health, wellness, peace, tranquility, healing, but more importantly, community. Thank you for tuning in again to one of the greatest shows ever published, ever. And I am one of your hosts, Good Life underscore Rush. You can follow me by that name on all social media. And you can buy both of my books on Amazon. Just search me in Good Life for Us. Hey, hey, it's the bipolar ghostwriter, aka Aaron Zendula. Hey, you can catch me on all platforms, especially with Good Life for Us now. So, yeah, stay tuned, tap in. Because a guy by the name of Jomo Beller gave me this movie about five years ago. And I can't think of the name of the movie, but it's banned here in the U.S. Um, and it's basically, um, it tells the whole story of slavery and, and breeding and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then at the very end of the movie, they do depict the uprising of the black man. So it's it's definitely banned here. But I wanted yeah. to give you that. <laughs> I definitely want it because, I mean, it, it got black men kicking ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And killing all kinds of suburban families and all. Which is about right on course because think about all the black movies here. It's more slavery movies than black men being rich and prospering. And yeah. Even when he is rich, they give him AIDS or something at the end. Like, yeah. something. Up, you know what I mean? Or his family owned slaves. Like, come on, dog. Like, you had to put that in the end, huh? too good. Like, oh, they really effing shit up for real. Like, oh, this is that's the truth. So, oh, no, we can't show that no more. So they take that off. Yeah, yeah. and that's usually if it goes and they do let it play that's because they have those arrangements but that's under the pretenses like you do anything I'm just going to pull the movie you know what I mean we're just going to make them some accusations and take your credits and royalties like we'll give them to you but they still not yours because they own the majority of these things so you still have to play their game you know going into that you know what I mean that's why a lot of the more conscious artists are like indie they are underground you know what I mean they don't really be in the rat race. That's why I tip my hat so much to Questlove because he's found his balance with, with both. Right. And we need that. You know what I mean? But everybody doesn't have to be like that. Again, that's what we're talking about the revolutionary. Some people on the front line, some people passing out the water, some people making the food, some people making the shirts. Everybody has their own role. And that's what's now being, you know, awoken. That's what's so fearful because now people don't know their role. They don't even know their purpose. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't even figured out the game. <laughs> So how am I going to survive without the game? You know what I mean? That's what's so scary now because you don't got a choice. Now it's, it's this is a real fire drill. Them bells is like, it's the real deal. There's a fire in the building. You feel me? What was, what's funny is that we're so programmed that I was watching uh, something. It was a live interview with Ye um, on NBC. And he starts to talk in the interview that, yes, I'm going to be bigger than Apple. The, the, the brand Yeezy is going to be bigger than Apple. And you could feel this deafening silence and you can see the reporter looking like, are you sure? And Kanye's face doesn't change. He's looking yeah. at her dead ass like. And and at that moment, I says, this man has no limits in his mind. Yeah. He has zero. That's like, he's not crazy. He has zero yeah. limitation in his mind. And I think that's so powerful because even if you don't meet that finite objective, you still have no limits. You still believe yeah. that I can be bigger than Apple. Yeah. So I think they they constantly try to take our belief. It's almost like let me go back to uh, young. I think it was uh, not. It was Venus when Venus was fourteen years old and she's in front of you know the camera and you know uh, King Richard. He had programmed her like you are the best in the world. So she's fourteen 
And she, I, I wish I could pull up that video where the, the, the uh, reporter was like, so you really think that you can win the U.S. Open? She says, I'm confident. She said, why, why are you so confident? The father comes from behind the camera. He says, I put that in her. Don't mess with that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Don't mess with that. If mm -hmm. she told you and she gave you a direct answer that mm -hmm. she is going to win this U.S. Open, mm -hmm. and she said it confidently, he, this is his words, she told you confidently mm -hmm. that she was going to win it. Don't mess with that. Yeah, because those little words can trigger that, can mess that up. Because my baby ain't never heard those, you know, uh, doubtful words. You yeah. feel me? Right. So that's how it's programmed. That energy works like that. Because once that little word of doubt come in, it can shatter everything. Mm. So, yeah, he had to come in and stand up for that. Like, hold up, wait a minute. You trying to mess up what's going on. People <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. My baby got this. You yeah. feel me? Like, that little doubt, that little trick, that don't exist over here. Don't intrigue that because you can't miss what you ain't never had but you go ahead and put that little bit in there to f up everything right so yeah no i'm stepping on that i say that all the time because that's how i come at some people's how they parent sometimes because it's kind of like you know these words that you say to these babies is a way of activation you know what i'm saying right. that's how they live you feel me because that's just how it's presented and that's how they take it in like a sponge you feel me it's like once you do that one word it's going to ring all that out and your baby come back with nothing. You feel what I'm saying? Because that one word can just trigger everything. Even when they're playing, I'm like, I see mothers or fathers playing. You so stupid. You so yeah. retarded. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no. don't, yeah, don't, don't even put that. You know Because your brain can't decipher through all of that. Like, mm -hmm. when your brain starts to hear something enough, you know what I mean? It starts to just take it for face value. Mm -hmm. So, because our brain doesn't think in, like, good or bad. You know, it just thinks in practicality. So, right. it's what you say is everything. You know what I mean? And that... That thing you were talking about that Kanye had, that King Richard had, like, that is the true knowing, you know what I mean? So what's mm -hmm. offending a lot of people is now they're being educated, they're being humbled, which is, you know, like you were saying online, accountability is a lot of people's biggest op. Like, that's their biggest problem right now is accountability. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the knowing is a lot, it's not what a lot of people think it is. They think, like... Okay, I say I'm going to wear a shirt Friday. You know what I mean? We're just inventing colors, so nobody's seen colors. I say I'm going to wear a shirt Friday. They think it's me knowing it's going to be a red shirt Friday. You know what I mean? The knowing is me knowing by Friday I'm going to have created a color, no matter what the color is. That's what Kanye and King Richard have. So they're coming out saying, like, yeah, I'm going to drop that shirt Friday, and everybody like, oh, if it ain't red, it's whack. And it's, you know what I mean? It ain't this, it ain't that. And he's saying, like, it's going to be the greatest shirt ever. Ain't nobody ever seen a color like this. And they like their favorite color red. So they're like, oh, it gotta be red. It gotta be. You dig? Like, you got expectations for something they're still creating. Right. They're they knowing they're knowing because they know the work they put behind it. They're knowing because they know they had they're gonna do what it takes to get it done no matter no matter what. There won't right. be an obstacle that's gonna get in my way. But when Kanye said it on Monday, he had no idea of what it was gonna look like on Friday. Yeah. But the knowing was is that confidence. It is that saying, you know what, I I'm gonna figure it out. Like let mm -hmm. me open my mouth and there ain't gonna be a foot in it on Friday, you dig? Like it's just that comfortability with you might not get it done, you feel me? But if you focus on that, you won't get it done. Mm -hmm. You dig? Man, you so, might get it done. So it's what you focus on. I want you guys to as as be listeners of a horrible movie as it is, it is a strong message in this movie. It's called the death death of a dynasty. And yeah. it's the story of Rockefeller. Yeah. You seen the movie? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's yeah. the death of a dynasty. And it's a horrible movie. Yeah. The production. But, <laughs> the message is good. The message the is strong. Bad. So I, I'm, I'm gonna give you a spoiler alert because I mean it, it's right on time with the topic. So there's a part of the movie where the white reporter says, Niggas can't ski, right? So, it's funny, like, throughout the movie, they're taking him on a journey through the black experience. 
and he's about to lose his mind because you know he just sees everything unfold how intelligent we are the the turmoils that we go through the the inner war that we have within ourselves and things of that nature how things can rise and fall with a woman you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying with with so as he's uncovering this he realizes that they're baiting him the whole time the the, the narrative of everything that he thinks is true is not true and the message at the end was Niggas do whatever we want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, cause yeah. <laughs> Thought she had us figured out. Huh? <laughs> because, because they said that once before about um, black people not being able to serve. Like, you know how they always got the little scare, like, you know, black people can swim. You know what I mean? But, you know, we dig in Hawaii, like, one of the most famous surfers, legends, are black. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, we do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's just educate yourself before you say when anything. When it's that doubt, you see how yeah. far that doubt goes. Yeah. When people start mm -hmm. putting it in your mind, you start looking at your own people different. And mm -hmm. then you're right. We're in that internal battle. And now we're in an external battle because so many black people are trying to fit in with black people. You know what right. I mean? Right. It was easier when we were younger because you had the blacks, the whites, and then the Africans. You know what I mean? So people knew where to stay. Now you don't know who who. Like you gonna meet a white girl from South Africa. <laughs> you gonna meet a Nigerian who grew up in Idaho. <laughs> you gonna get all kind of things and all kind of perspectives. So now it's forced people to look outside of what you see on the surface and actually get to know someone else internally. Because a lot of what we survived on was just the profile, the social media. That's all you know about this person. Yeah. So you run into a lot of these issues when they say things because you don't know them. So you're going to take it personally because you're like, hold up, what you saying? Like, what you mean? You know what I mean? Like, and a lot of times we're arguing and we're saying the same thing. Strangest thing I ever saw was a, was an Asian woman with a Houston Southern draw. <laughs> Fuck I love up. that, man. I love when I see that. <laughs> it was an Asian woman with a... She grew up in Texas, but And that's when like, you got to catch yourself because you waiting for that accent, too. And then something else come out, you like... That happens all the time with me. Man. Athletes, actors, and you see them act, and then you see them in the interview. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, British? <laughs> Where was that? Where has that been? Was it Tristan? The way he talks, you was that voice shouldn't come out. Idris Elba was the first one that I, I was shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to watch two. Di I'm like, he, he playing with me. I had to watch like two different interviews. I, I said, he's I thought the accent was the acting point. I was like, okay, so he's putting on a British accent. They just say, no, his British accent. No, the accent. American accent. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you see him on the wire, you be like, oh, that's a... <laughs> so I thought everything was going to be good. They yeah. cast him for James Bond. I'm like, he in there. Then they just like, nah, we, we need the character to be traditional. I said, oh, yeah, shit's still the same. <laughs> shit's still the same. That's crazy. <laughs> so in your theory, what do you think scares us back into submission? Because... Of course, those 60s movements, those 70 movements, it ended always in bloodshed or assassination. And as we churn out more, and I, I just want to speak more to your point, as we churn out these billionaires, I still think it's pacification. Mm -hmm. I still think it's like that building that they put up in the hood, like, we gave you a building. Yeah, look. <laughs> Every we, time you complain, yeah. the building. <laughs> what do you mean we're doing this? You got six black billionaires. Yeah. And it's it's still a path because they're allowing these people in a certain way to to move that agenda. So they're killing two birds with one stone. Diddy became a billionaire the next week. 
Thank you. So drop a bomb for that, please. Yeah, I, it was congratulations. Like, but where does random money just come from? <laughs> where that come from? How you get that? Yeah, he said all this on your network. Right. Let's give it to Diddy. <laughs> He's a good one. So there, there are still that that glass wall and that those those gatekeepers that says, okay, only certain people are allowed in, and the the double edged sword is. We've given you these people to look up to. That's why I say I, I still think, even though we did churn out in numbers for Barack Obama, it was still like a sort of like a pacification to yeah, me. Yeah. Those, uh, those eight years still seem like a pacification. It was like they ain't that scared of us. Yeah. To still not keep their agenda going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when I when I say this, I'm like, the question I pose to you two is like, what makes us so scared that even when we do, you know. You know, throw the yeah. fist up and all the stuff like that. They make a surrender. What is? What do you think that Kyrie and and, and Kanye has been threatened by? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> it's like that pushback. You feel what I'm saying? It's like you know, if you gonna come with this, he you gotta be ready for whatever come back. But you know, it's you know, you walk what you talk. You feel what I'm saying? Because it's like if I'm coming at you with this ish. I gotta have my work behind and my intent, everything. So it's kind of like a people people don't really have that true faith behind what they doing anyway. You know right. what I'm saying? Because like they don't. They don't do that. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it's so easy for that fear and that doubt to come in. So it's like those little words that they do put in us, you know what I'm saying, and say it can trigger it because it's like, you know, for real, for real, you're not ready to fight behind what you're saying anyway. Because it's like, it takes all, you know what I mean? Yeah. You got to really mean this. Because you got to, because like you said, the death of everybody and, you know, people having to really leave the states and stuff like that. Like that got to be in your mindset as an option already. Because it's like, yeah. no intent what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. This is for real. You know, this ain't no game. And it's like, life or death. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ride or die. And it's like, that shows your loyalty behind what you're saying, your yeah. worth and your intent. And that's where the fakes and the weeks start to come out. Mm -hmm. But they need to come out right then and there. Mm -hmm. Because we don't, when it gets to a bigger situation, we don't need you here. Yeah. We don't need you running. Shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, because it's like, okay, let's go back to Kevin Hart. Mm -hmm. When, uh, you know, they brought up his tweet from years ago, and then, of course, he was scheduled to host the Oscars and things of that nature. At first, he took a stance, like, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to. He took a stance, like, I'm a. And then, closer to the time it came, then you start seeing him do his apology to it. And I'm yeah. like, how do they. It, it sickens me because you had to know, well, I wouldn't say you had to know. Like, Kyrie probably didn't. Yeah, nah, no, there's no, there's no way to know. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, but that's but that's how character works. That's why when you stand on your character, that's going into the unknown. That's going into, you don't know what's about to happen, but this character about to come through, y'all going to see it. And, I mean, what they've been doing is basically what they've built, and it's just the wall of comfortability. And it happens to everybody, you know what I mean? I think that is the biggest battle people are facing. Um They've created this world now to where people can live comfortably and, you know, still complain about, you know, the smaller issues and ignore the bigger issues. But once you get to a certain point of enlightenment, like that's your journey. You have to always be enlightened right. when you choose despair and depression. Those are destinations like you just come back and forth from those places. You dig when you want to be enlightened and actually in the knowing like you always have to be like that. That's a responsibility you take when you step into that. So. What's happened is a big reason why I've just never rushed to those kind of opportunities. Like, 
because they're going to make you choose one day eventually and you get stuck in that comfort of a job that's why the job the mortgage most of these loans are spread out so far because mm-hmm. in the beginning they can make all these promises by year 10 they're gonna act like they don't hear you like oh you said this was in the contract and they're like, oh yeah no nah, no nah, you got 20 more years like don't worry about that that's just yeah. right. Right. and that's what's happening to them and then you get to that point like with Kyrie, like with kanye whereas okay the beginning of the contract this first nine years you know what i mean you don't know but they know this first nine years you got completely c- creative control mm-hmm. in year 10 you got to come to me to get all these things approved so we still gonna pitch to the public these are your creative designs this is you in right. here but we really got nine white guys over here coming up with these designs they're gonna run by you then you say okay then you gotta run it by me why would I switch to that after I've been doing this this way for nine years? That was the first thing Nike took with Kyrie. They stopped doing the shoes, like, completely. You know what I mean? But that was his thing. Like, look look at the shoe. It's his childhood cartoons. Yeah. It's his favorite cereal. Like, yeah. he's making these shoes. You know what I mean? That's a part of our contract. So, no, I don't think anybody's big enough. We can't. And it's funny. That's how America contradicts itself. It's We're so gung-ho, like, to take people to court and, you know, file when a person isn't filing a contract. But when it's these big companies, they think we're just supposed to overlook it. Like, no, you got to stick to the contract, too. Just like this random gardener that came over. (laughs) He won his money through this contract. I want my money. You said I was going to get this. You said I had this freedom. Same thing Kanye did, dealt with with a Rockefeller. So... Now you're fighting an you're fighting a, un, a universal battle. You're fighting a battle for the whole world because he's going to these white people and it's happening a certain way. Oh, it's just the white guys. And then you go on to Rockefeller where Dane and them didn't even believe in him at first, and they would had you on the shelf. And Kanye had to pull a you know a young LL Cool J, but he had to actually go into people's offices. Exactly. He was he was taking his boombox through the offices, playing his CD, playing his tape. Yeah. That was late registration. That was one of the one of the hits. Right, right, right. And they didn't even want to put that out. Didn't have it on. He forced their hand. And then the funniest part of his documentary, which I love the most, is he was doing a <laughs> he was doing a listening party at Rockefeller once they actually picked it up because he forced them. And then Dame found a way to still work his name onto the tape. You know what I mean? Because right, right. another person and Def and Universal or Def Jam actually picked it up. So yeah. Dame was like, "Nah, he my artist. So you got to put Rock on there." Yeah. So that's how Rockefeller ended up getting on the tape. So he in the tape. He's been trying to hit Dame up the whole week, you know what I mean, and celebrating stuff. He ain't getting up with it. He ain't hitting him up. So Kanye, like, fuck it. He do a release party in the Rockefeller building. So they in the middle of the building. He giving his, about to get it, pay his, you know, because it's a visual that he did sure. with it. About to play, about to toast, talking shit. Why Dame walk right the fuck in? Why he talking shit? <laughs> Dame, like, y'all here talking about me? Kanye, like, just the, he like, just the devil himself. Just the motherfucker I was looking for. He, like, press play. And then they rocked out, and they was like, but you know what I mean? So people can't put themselves in his shoes. You can't imagine what that's like. When you running away from a, a, a evil and you run to the other side and they doing the same shit. Yeah. But you want to save this other side. He really wants to save everybody. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. I feel like that's, I see that too. that's been instilled in him. You know what I mean? But then he's still fighting that internal battle. That's the video we seen where... You know, he speaks constantly about how his mom kept him away from his dad. Like, his mom moved to Chicago right. into the worst part. And for his whole childhood, he blamed his dad for that until he became a dad. And then he like, damn. Like, so I got this goddess of a woman who still is like, what you did was wrong. You feel me? Like, yeah. he's that humble. Like, he can admit, like, this this ain't the way. You know what I right. mean? So now you're advocating for families. You're advocating for financial wealth. You're advocating for health and wellness, you know what I mean? And that's definitely the message they don't want to get out. You so do, do we do we take a smaller piece of the pie for control 
or do we still take the Jay-Z route and says, you know, I'd rather systematically start employing people in, 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 in what do you call it, hiding in plain sight? Yeah. You know, I'd rather systematically employ my people playing their game. Or do we go the Dame Dash route? Remember when Dame said, well, fuck it, I'm not going to get an endorsement. I'm going to buy Pro Kids. Yeah. You know, now, of course, it was a novelty for, you know, a good year. But then after a while, black people was like, yeah. it's Pro Kids. It's They're not doing the Nike. same with FUBU right now. They don't know if it should come back or stay dead or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's happening right now. I think, again, that's the awakening. Um Jay-Z talks about this a lot, too. Uh, you gotta. We're all in a different time. You get what I'm saying? Right. So they worked with, with what they had. And the reasons why these bigger metro cities got created, the Chicago's, the Detroit's, the New York's, the, the New Orleans, Memphis, it was because of the struggle. The whole city was depressed and struggling, so they all came together and won. So he was like, back then, even if I wanted to buy up a bunch of black-owned business in Idaho, mm-hmm. they don't probably know who Jay-Z is. Yeah, half of them. right. So now this day and age is completely different. That's why a lot of these smaller cities are on the rise because with social media, you can be anywhere. Right, exactly. It right. don't matter where you live. I can go open up a business in Idaho just to have my land and be away from everybody and be selling my goods, my baked goods around the country. You know what I mean? So it's happening right now. That's the awakening. People in their cities are seeing black black owned vegan shop, black owned bakery, black owned smoothies. Wait a minute, what's happening? These are foods that weren't even put into our neighborhoods. These are foods that we didn't even have access to now on the corner. You know what I mean? And it it beats having these Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's and everything. I'm tired of seeing that kind of stuff. You feel me? So I think it's happening right now. how long do we stay in business? Hold on real quick. I want to address Deshaun. Deshaun says, um, my guy Kyrie is not budging, and that's what's up. I don't know. Is it, it did, did he because I'm seeing some reports that he he, he did apologize. I go ahead. I was about to say, is it like in a way of apologizing or just kind of like being over it? I'm gonna still do me, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like I have to still watch it, but it's kind of like when I watch the after effects of when he did do the apology or whatever you want to call it, it's like he's still doing him in the same yeah. way. So it's kind of like. I kind of want to get away from that attention from what's going on because it's distracting me from what I really need to do. Sorry. He's one of them people, you know, introverts. You feel me? Where it's like, I'm going to just kind of... I'm going to be a bigger person. But I'm going to still do what yeah. I got to do. I'm such a rebel. Yeah. It's like, it takes me back in the day when you snuck out, you got that phone call, like, you're going to get your ass whooped when you get home. So I'm like, I might as well party then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I might as well live it up. When they start stripping me of stuff, I'm like, I might as well, I'm not apologizing for shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now I understand the human side of Kyrie and saying his apology from what I heard was, I did not mean to offend anyone. I'm just right. trying to enlighten mm-hmm. my people. I'm not trying to do Sorry you felt offended. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for what you felt, but I'm not sorry for what I said. Yeah. So if that's what Deshaun means, he's but. still standing on your square, I yeah. do agree And that's with still, you. and that's, see, and that's the thing to where that's not, I wouldn't consider that conforming. And mm-hmm. I don't consider that okay. playing okay. ball Talk because we got to still look at the whole bigger picture. Like, Ky- you know how many young kids want to be Kyrie? Yeah. You know how many young kids wear his jersey and yeah, they look up absolutely. to him? You yeah. know what I mean? That's important. And he understands that. He uses this platform for that. He does camps. He travels. You know what I mean? He got AAU teams. Like, 
he's all about the community. So I feel like he also understands this is my platform. And, you know, without Kyrie, it's a whole different message being pushed. Then you don't have my message kind of counteracting these things. So there are times where we have to form a truce. There's times where we got to put the, the weapons down. You dig? Like, you can't always fight. You can't always fight with strength. Sometimes you got to fight with the mind. And I think that's Ooh, what that's what Kanye's in right now too. I think he's tired. They've been trying to strong arm their way through, but you can't. It's too many people. And then once you get through a certain way, you don't even know what their faces look like. You don't even know these people. Mm-hmm. You talking so to who are you fighting right a ghost? You, some sons <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a time to where you have to infiltrate. You have to start changing people's minds. They start giving you information. They start carrying out you know, certain plans. Again, if, if they had those certain insights, they would have used them. Like, in this in the house, on the plantations, like, if they would have changed, like, the middle management, that, if you would have changed their minds, you would have overthrew the whole thing. You know what I mean? You would have created a whole army. But then again, it creates what we're living in now in the world. is so many people. Who leads all these people? Because yeah, you got to be the righteous one. You got to always be on point. You can't be in here lying and stealing and shortchanging and you in here eating first. And You know what I mean? Right. You got to live that now. So now that's where we run into with social media. Anybody that steps up, they're just going to bring up your old Twitter, your old backspace, black so, page. So you kind of <laughs> are answering my question uh-huh. because sometimes it's not the voice it's sometimes the action, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. this is where we get our ice cubes. This is where we yeah. get our Jay-Z's because Jay-Z's not going to get on a microphone and say what the police did was wrong. Absolutely but what not. he's going to do is put money toward this Khalid Browder organization. He's going to put money towards this incarceration system. He's moving like a hustler. Exactly. He's moving like a street Exactly. Drop a bomb for that. You yeah. pick and choose your battles and how you fighting those battles. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because you got to live for the next battle. So it's like you got to, this is how yeah. you got to, you doing your blueprint right here. You know what I mean? Because it's like, okay, this battle, if I fight this battle with these little words, it's going to F up this battle, this war. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you got to pick and choose. That's why it's like with Kyrie. He may have said this, but on the back end, he still dropped that movie. Yeah. He still did this. So it's kind of like, right. you know, I'm quietly doing what I got to do. on Amazon do. right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they try to take it off. So it's like, yeah. That yes, like you said, are you happen. sorry? Are you really sorry? You know, so it's like, he's really yeah. not sorry. It's his words. It's just it is because I'm still fighting my battle this way. And it's right. a way of distraction, too. So get off my back so I can really do what I got to do. Well, that's why Q told Kaya, you let me keep my name out your mouth. Because yeah. although you may be right or wrong, I'm doing this over here. So yeah. you dragging me into Personally, it. Personally, that hurts my feelings. <laughs> you know, I, you know what I mean? Really I keep my feelings out of business. <laughs> if Ice Cube gave me an opportunity to this day, we'd make some shit work, you dig? But it hurts my feelings to see him like that because mm-hmm. you was the kid with the bat banking in mm-hmm. offices for injustice. You Great was the one, you know what I mean, dropping tracks. Y'all ready to go to jail, ready for them to shut down the concert, ready... This how is that any different than what he's doing? Okay, okay, so I, I want to answer. I love this dialogue. Yeah. So, so Tim, me and you for two years, mm. all we playing is is checkers. Yeah. Simple. We we, yeah. we playing this shit, and all of a sudden you walk in one day, and you walk in with this chessboard, but I'm moving the pieces mm-hmm. like we're playing checkers, and even though that's a simple analogy, that's like Cube is like man. I've done that in my younger self, but like you said, I've read Sun Tzu. I've read the 48 Laws of Power, so mm-hmm. I have to move just a little bit different. Okay, so so what? You know what I'm saying? You partnered with Adidas, and you got to your billionaire status. I didn't. I took the, I took the stairs. Right. So it took me a while to get where I'm getting, so yeah. don't 
fuck up what I got going on by you trying to drag what I used to do. I don't move like that anymore. Yeah. So, I mean... I can see that side, but I also see that as kind of what our generation is facing right now. Because, again, you got to pass the torch. This ain't your... Like he said, this ain't your fight no more. So, when you start this fight, you create that fight. It's you always a part of it, whether right, you absolutely. fighting or not. Yeah, you still a part yeah. of it, or you should have never said that back in the day. Right, and that's that's now again what we're forced to deal with. We because you we put a lot behind that. Cats was wearing Oakland Raiders hats in yeah. in Philadelphia. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, we was yeah. behind that, so it's like. I mean, still at the end of the day, like he represents the same thing you represented. I'm not saying you have to agree with him. I'm not saying you should have an opinion or not. But that comes with the territory. When you got in the bed, same with Steve Harvey. When y'all start taking these opportunities, y'all knew there was a chance. They they got folders and files with all y'all old shit y'all done said. If you yeah, ever absolutely. get out of line, you yeah. think they forgot? <laughs> we ain't forgot either. They just waiting to see if you still that person or not. So, and every time they think you are, like, oh, let's give them a bonus. Let's add a little more on. Let's give them a night show. You know what I mean? Like, they're just buying you more and they're just further proving that at this point, if we find, if we cut off the head, they're going to stop growing. You feel me? Right. So you you represented yourself as the head. You presented yourself. Y'all had a whole movie we went out and had to go buy and go see of what you were doing. Right. So now in real time, you got to be that man and you ain't trying to be that man. All I can see you is, are we there yet? Exactly. <laughs> you ain't frying that cube to me exactly. no more. Because exactly. it's like, you're presenting yourself like with the chess, the checkers board and the chessboard, it's still the same kind of format. Right. It's just a different level. Right. So it's like, I'm respecting where you started and where you was. It's just, all right, well, bro, let's just take another step. Because we got that life. Before we, so that's yeah, where it takes yeah, to yeah. the chessboard. So I'm not really threatening where you was i'm trying to enhance where you were you know what right. i mean because it's like things are different now you know what i mean it's no longer checkers it's now chess because we got other people involved in it and it's like well we started over here now bigger so that's just bringing it to another platform but it's like you know you can't have fear on this one you mm -hmm. know what i mean you gotta stay behind what you was doing over here mm -hmm. keep that same energy but it's a different time or stop wearing them stop wearing the muhammad ali shirts exactly. stop, like right. that's what exactly. i'm saying people want to play both sides mm -hmm. and when black history month come you want to drop all these mm -hmm. facts and speak how yeah rosa parks didn't get up mm -hmm. and you get out your chair every day for somebody <laughs> stop sharing that stuff then mm -hmm. let us show you who you really are now and if you have changed cool don't don't try to play in between that's mm -hmm. my issue now mm -hmm. if you completely done with that activism cool it's no different in the game you can't wear their colors no more you can't yeah. walk around with the tags they will remove all those tattoos and you get what i'm saying exactly. so why don't we have that kind of standard no more and it's it's because the celebrity got put in place mm -hmm. it's why they got put in place so we stopped trying to mobilize on a on a local unit and now we're just looking up to somebody to speak for all of us you know what i mean exactly now we're upset because of what will smith did like <laughs> Like, y'all ain't doing that to each other every exactly. day. <laughs> like, yeah. for real, that was a battle for will in 10 different ways. You feel me? Because it's like, well, how do we represent our men? Are we, if our, if any lady out here was in that type of situation, they man did not stand up for them, they would have been at home cussing their man out, everything. But when this man does it in public at, a, at the place that he did it, it's a whole yeah. problem. But you know for a fact, your man would not have been able to walk back to his seat without him to have done anything and you not cussing him out. Like, exactly. let's be broke because yeah. that's the standard that we built our men for. So he had to do what he had to do. And when right. he did it, now he a victim. You know, now he yeah. BS and now he ain't doing But like, no, that's what we are. That's what we do. So one of the things that I, I want our audience, while we do have the ears, we do have the ears today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So Reflection out, Thursdays. Um, definitely, if you do want to chime in, thank you, Deshaun, for, for a, a lot of the commentary that you had. I'm going to get to your comment in just one second. 
Um, and if you do want to call in, 614-754-9881 is the number. What I really want to kind of put on the table and the narrative I want to put on the table is that, yes, from the 60s, from Jim Crow, we have advanced. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have. We cannot deny that. Uh, we have sit in political seats. Uh, we have reached crazy uh, leaps and bounds as far as our, our, our um, financial wealth and things of that nature. We have more black people turning up wealthy than any time in history. Um, but when we say black people wake up, the dynamic is still, we're still the most incarcerated people. Mm -hmm. We're still the people that are being killed by law enforcement on a daily basis. We're still the people that are being infected by disease on a daily basis. And what we're saying is that when we say black people wake up, these other cultures don't let this come into their community right. without a fight. Right. So even though we have the image of a rich black man, a rich black woman, black women still being the most educated people in the United States right now, we have all this. Yes, okay, we do. But we are still the most persecuted. Mm -hmm. So when we say that, it's like, when are we going to fight for ourselves? When are we going to say, okay, I want to be a billionaire, but I want to be a billionaire by my people's support. Yeah. I want to be a billionaire this way. I don't want to have to answer to you because if that was the case, if if, if we didn't need to wake up, why is it that we still have to fight? Yeah. I'm going to kill this nigga. I'm going to FLB. And we still, you know, put this in our mindset and in our culture, which is still the, the, the disintegration of our culture. Yeah. So when we say this, of course we've advanced, but it's just like yeah. we still don't control the dynamic. Exactly. We've advanced in Western civilization, which, you know what I mean, a lot of Western practices were, are not practiced on East for a reason. And they've known about Western practices for, you know, as long as they've known. But <clears throat> the thing that's going to change is the waking up. A lot of <clears throat> what it is, what I experience is people's knowledge of black people is slavery. That's their first knowledge. So right. your first perception of what a black person is is somebody who, again, you're thinking is allowing this to happen to them, is willingly, is being taken, is the victim. So now that feeds into the Kanye saying, you know, slavery was a choice. That's right. a part of him aggressively trying to shake you and wake you up and tell you, you have history well before this. And you have, you know, like you said, with the fighters, you have nations in Africa who were tried and fought back and <laughs> they didn't they didn't succeed with that try. Let's try the next one. Like, nah, they with it. And a lot of the ones they were taking were the more peaceful, the ones who didn't practice violence. They probably didn't even have a military. Right. You know what I mean? They just thinking, peace be the land. Everybody understands nature and the universe. We're good. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people who overstood, like, just because I understand peace and doesn't mean my neighbor does. And my neighbor might get hungry one day. You dig? Like, he might want more land. He might have a family and want to expand. That might become my problem. So I have to be prepared. So that is the awakening, is be prepared. It's in these books. It's in these documentaries. The knowledge, you know what I mean? So you got to seek the knowledge. But when you come from that mindset, that's all, you know, I can just eat what's given to me. I take what's handed to me. I t wear what they tell me to wear. I got to be here because on Sunday morning because they told me I got to be here. Nothing is your choice. Right. Everything is already predetermined for you. You know what I mean? So the awakening is realizing every all of this is your choice. Exactly. <laughs> this is, this is what, oh, my God. Because this is what's saddening about when I watch these movies. The one movie that I cheered was Amistad yeah. because... And and even I shouldn't even cheer for that because 
they chose suicide over the fight back. And what, what pains me about a lot of these movies is that on these slave ships, there are hundreds of black people and only four men on the ship controlling yeah. these hundreds of black men. Yeah. You'd be like, mm -hmm. what the hell? Mm -hmm. They can't take us all. Because they, <laughs> they, cut, they, cut, they cut out the first part of the boat. They yeah. cut out the ones who fought back, the mm -hmm. ones who jumped yeah. over the edge, the mm -hmm. ones who, like you said, who chose to just slit their own throats. They cut all that out. And, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, we just shout out to Woman King. We just watched that. Mm -hmm. That movie's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. man, I got to see it. Yeah. We about to watch it again. Yeah. Did you, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it on the network now? Because I'm waiting for it to come on Apple TV. Is it on the nah, network? Nah, it's still uh, in the theater. It's still in the theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. hey, there it is. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's the way of all looking at it. Because on American Gods, the series that's on Prime right now, they show Fire a point in time where they were on the boat with a Nazi. He's a god. Um, educate yourself. He tells stories and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, they called. Um, they showed the point where these are the ones that burnt down the boat. You yeah, know what I'm right. saying? So, they risked their lives for that because it was a whole point to where either, you know, you're going to go into death already just in a physical living form. You know what I'm saying? Somebody slave or, you know what I mean? You already know where you were. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, I would never give myself to someone, you know, just to continue life because that's not life. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like, yeah. you are showing your worth with that. And like he said, those are the boats that were left. You know, that was yeah. the ones that were nervous to risk that and stuff like that. Yeah. So they were the ones that's that the did That's the PG-13 version. Exactly. Because uh, before that, it was mashed. It was probably millions. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they came out with just the 400. And that's the bucking because if mm -hmm. you get 100 people, <clears throat> you don't need about two, three fears. Mm -hmm. Some of them going to be wor worried about drowning. So mm -hmm. now they ain't jumping over there. Right. Some of them ain't going to be able to slit their own throat. So mm -hmm. that's the fear. And then you're going to have a portion of them who don't want to be whipped and beaten and humiliated. So right. it's not that all of them are even afraid of the same thing. They're just all stuck in fear. That mm -hmm. fear is greater than their will to fight back. Man, that's so crazy because even now with this uh, penal system, it's like I have the hope that one day I'm going to be released. Yeah. The, 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 the government will slap 30 years on me. And, and and I think that's when they were coming on those boats. It's like, man, I might have a chance of survival. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When I get over here, like, okay, let me comply. And this is what I'm seeing in the penal system, that we're complying yeah. with yeah. the hopes of freedom. But look at how the cases are set up. Most of the cases, especially federal, most of them are plea deals. They don't even go to trial. Thank you. They're going to scare the you so much yeah, before this trial comes. You ain't yeah. even going to want to go to trial and try to actually win and get off. And then the rest of the cases, more times than not, when they actually go, they get off. Mm -hmm. They got a high rate of actually getting off when they fight the case. But it's just you could be innocent that as one person in the lockup yeah. you heard about. Yeah, my cousin, got he fought his. He got 30 years. you like, oh, shit, I'm going to take that plea. plea. What they say to plea? 19? Oh, All right, let me 30. 30 different than 19. You know what I mean? You already had a lose-lose. And then yeah. it's like, when you do take that plea deal, it's still on your record. Because it's yeah. like, if you do fight for it, it can be sponged. So it's like, when they do, well, okay, well, here, we got this. It's for you. But it's like, well, you know, on the back end, it's still for us, too, because you still are victim anyway, because it's still on your ish. So you won't be able to get no jobs. You won't be able to do that. So all of that looks good for this short amount of time. In reality, really effed up your whole... Yeah. They scared me like that with a driving ticket. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like, if you fight it... <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. 
And that be the rebel in me. That's what me and her always talk about. When they come in that room, like, yeah, I'm your friend. I'm like, no, you're not. Like, let me tell me what I did. Tell me what's going on. Right. You feel me? Like, no, you're not. And I'm not scared. I don't want a Pepsi. I don't want a cig, a burger, none of that. Like, <laughs> I want to figure out what's going on. I got, I got things to do today. Like, <laughs> you holding me? Like, what's up? You know what I mean? And that's a greater, that's a greater a greater fear now. That's a fear they put within the fear now. That's how they tripping a lot of people up because there's levels. Once you get past that first one, it's the next one. So now that's the fear of you actually knowing the law. Mm-hmm. How many people black people you don't talk to, like, I'm afraid to let them know I know the law because they going to try to, you know right, what I mean? Right, exactly. Switch this up. You get to talking to that lawyer talk. They're like, oh, you smart, huh, boy? Like, right, oh, I said too much. <laughs> 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 now, now we get to get up in here, y'all. You feel me? <laughs> Because now we get into the meat of this conversation. So, therefore, I'm a charge. We all say, Tim's going to charge. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Tim is the first one to go through the through the wall. Boom. Yeah. They fucked Tim up. Yeah. We turn our back like, damn. Yes. <laughs> See, all, Anybody else want some? <laughs> no. Yeah. It, depends, yeah. it depends on you feel me yeah. on what you on what that team is behind like you feel me because for real for real, when you said that like right when you hear like damn he done fucked up i'm like oh hell no you yeah. don't want it you know it's just Them the right like, ones yeah. so, so, so i had to cut you off but mm-hmm. if more black people would not apologize we're, we're mm-hmm. getting back to the meat of this topic more mm-hmm. black people wouldn't have to apologize if we would get behind him yes. mm-hmm. and say, no, he's right. But mm-hmm. as soon as they start taking money, we'd be like, damn, what you do, Kanye? Mm-hmm. What you do to upset Matthew? Because that's, the, Ky- do that's like, the Kyrie man. apology they're using. they saying, dang, I'm sorry I didn't back you up. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> my plan was for me to break through the wall, get roughed up, and y'all run in. That was mm-hmm. the plan. Yeah, exactly. that was, and we so now you cut into the leader more and more every time exactly. they break Kool-Aid man these walls and don't <laughs> nobody back them up. <laughs> <laughs> you with your bruises like <laughs> me and my homies and, and they looking behind you Eli well me well I'm here and, and, and that makes you hesitate the next plan that makes you now the next time that's why I understand where Kanye coming from that makes you next time a little more aggressive with your approach alright now this time you feel me cause these last times when I said George Bush hates black people, y'all was loving it. Y'all was yeah. y'all was on that bandwagon. Yeah. When I got to telling y'all about yourself, that's when y'all done hopped off. Oh, my stop, my stop coming up. There it is. Let us off. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Question of the day is brought to you by Truman Money. We do have about 45 minutes. Please get up in here, 614-754-9881. Um, that is, I didn't want to make this gender specific. I want to play the video, but I don't want you to go by the gender that he is addressing. So let me um, play the video, and then we'll go back to what the question of the day is. Kevin Stringer brought this video to me. And um, I want to play it for you guys. So give me one second. Women don't want therapy because if they go to therapy, it takes away the, the, the negative reasons that they can use to justify bad behavior. So really. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's true. Whoa. So what you're saying is women are used to being victims of, of the goddamn wind blowing, victims of their refrigerators. If they can't. If they go get therapy, they can't be victims anymore, and they'll just wither and die because they live off of victimization. And if they're no longer victims, they'll just they'll just fall out. Is that is that what you're saying, Sir Hill? That's 
precisely. It, it's the get out of accountability key. And if, if they go to therapy, you take away that key. And now they are forced to be responsible. And so it's, it's much more beneficial initially to be a victim than it is to be responsible. Man. A lot of women don't want therapy because if they go to therapy, it One more takes time. away... The, the, the negative reasons that they can use to justify bad behavior. Yes. So really... Whoa, 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 That's true. Whoa. So it, what you're saying is women are used to being victims of, of the goddamn wind blowing, victims of their refrigerators. If they can't... If they go get therapy, they can't be victims anymore, and they'll just wither and die because... They live off of victimization, and if they're no longer victims, who are they? They'll just they'll just fall out. Is that is that what you're saying, Sir Hill? That's precisely it, mm -hmm. it's the get out of accountability key. So so I just wanted to play that twice. Uh, yeah, once I've shared that a couple of times. Yeah yeah. So <laughs> as you as you had you know said that you know when you are exposed to a truth, let me turn this down. When you are exposed to a truth. Um, and if you are willing to accept that truth, now you are responsible for what you do with that truth. Question yeah. of the day was, do people, not just women, but do you believe that some people refuse to go to therapy, counseling, or even, as Tim said, listen to truth? Um, because at that point, they will be fully accountable for their behavior and that they can no longer play the victim. Is that a possibility? Um, I did say, go off to say, uh, accountability is a vulnerability a lot of people are not willing to face uh -huh. and then Weezy makes a comical statement she says uh yes uh it's one thing for your significant other to tell you that you're off a little bit or need help but it's another thing when your counsel tells you that they were right <laughs> and, and that's um Thanks. it's just one of those things where there is something's broken but we just really don't want to get to the root of it because black men constantly want to blame society for its fuck ups. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I can't get a job because of right. this. Or I can't be good to my spouse because, you know, I was raised this way or I'm right. traumatized by women. Women being traumatized by their fathers don't want to change for whatever reason, you know, and everybody's out to get them and things of that nature. Or, you know, they're playing the same game now as, as, as men have been playing and nobody wants to get to the root of, I'm, I might be a little fucked up. Right. And, 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 and the lines are blurred these days of what's healthy and what's not healthy. Right. Everything is subject to a interpretation because why? You try to impinge on somebody's beliefs. Yeah. Now, oh, we gotta cancel you. Yeah. Or we gotta you you are anti this or you're anti that. But then by us keeping our mouth shut, we're still allowing the bullshit to happen. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So when it comes to the question of the day, do people really not want to seek help or or seek counseling because they still wanna I don't even wanna say play the victim, they still wanna relish in their own bullshit. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um I think so, and it's it's the offset of again this major major wave that the internet created that people are still not even recognizing. It created certain traumas within people, but I think people are living in now that they need that pick me. They they need attention. They always got to be, you know what I mean, in somebody's exactly. conversation, in somebody's argument, or 
on somebody's page. You know what I mean? So as long as that's happening now, people are going to seek that validation from things that don't validate you. So you always going to feel empty. You always going to feel, you know, half empty and like you can't pour out. So what we're getting into is what the world does. What happens no different than when you get a virus and your body starts, you know, preparing to get rid of that virus. Uh, we have to we have to destroy like this routine. We have to destroy how we use social media. And the only way it's going to happen is if social media goes away. No different than the only way people will stop abusing money is if we have to go back to bartering and service for service, you know. So a lot of businesses are actually starting to adopt those practices again. Though. Right. The things are reverting back to its natural state. So sometimes you just got to let what's happening happen. Sometimes you just got to let the building crumble instead of trying to go in there and hold it together because mm-hmm. then it's going to fall on you, you dig, and start making plans for what you're going to build in this place. But we already see it's crumbling. Like all the major things we grew up with, that's all I see on social media, like, Oh, I remember Big Bear, and I remember Toys R Us, and they're dying. All those Titans and Lazarus, and they're falling. You know what I mean? So we're getting into a new age to where now it's our responsibility to build. It was easy for generations to be comfortable because, oh, they're building all these new things and new highways, and now we're getting to a point where it's like, we got to be the ones building that. We got to open these businesses, and we got to help the economy if we're going to fix things. We got to be the ones that put on for our neighborhood. So I think pressure is now more ever. I wouldn't even say it's on celebrities. and It's it's more uh, like the local leaders. People on the local level now need to step up more, and it was easy for them just to say, you know, or 19 Keys got it, or this guy got it, or he going to speak on it, or Umar going to speak on it, or I'll just wait for Umar's school, so I don't got to. Nah, like, everybody got to do their part now. Mm-hmm. I, I like um, Chico Bean was on The Breakfast Club today, and I like the fact that there are certain people that are introducing the death of the ego. Yeah, right? yeah. I, the, we got a long way before. The, oh, man. Before, at least our ready for that conversation. grasp the concept of yeah. the death of the ego. It's a real thing, though. But, yeah, that's what you get in therapy, mm-hmm. sessions of therapy. Yes. They ain't yeah. even going to be yes. talking about that in the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> that, you know, uh, that definitely goes into, you know, the video. Uh, a lot of women aren't ready for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we have been presented that being toxic is kind of what um what some men enjoy and it's kind of like now some women are programmed into enjoying that you know what i mean because it's like so they don't want to go back and deal with that because that's the source of where the toxicness is coming from so it's kind of like who am i gonna be after this you know what i mean who am i you know because that's a journey within itself with you figuring out who you are so it's like i'm so dip you know deep into who i am now so that change you know right, that right. enlightenment that you said is what they, they're scared of and you know um they've built that to where it's their type of security you know what i yes. mean so chico chico said and one of the things i like and i'm gonna give you another example too that I, I witnessed last night but chico was like they asked him about his dating life and he said i'm not even going to set myself up for failure and say that i can be with one woman he said but at the same time i'm not one of these people that says you can't do what you want to do either. So therefore, he said, everybody has this idea of what a traditional relationship looks like. He said, that's not what the landscape looks like in in America these days. He said, so therefore, since I know that I cannot commit to one woman, I give them that truth. And for somehow there, it gets lost in translation as they start going through and start dealing with me. I tell them up front, I'm going to be dealing with other women because this is the way I'm wired and set up. He says, as long as you respect me while and you're not bringing no bullshit or bad energy to me, outside of what we have going on, you can do whatever the hell it is that you want to do. I'm just telling you my truth. So a lot of times, he's like, I don't have the ego to say, oh, if I'm feeling a woman, 
and I've given her my truth, I think it's the same for you. But you don't get that, you know what I'm saying, that mindset a, yeah. a lot these days. More times than not, you know. Yeah. So, so the communication, I think, just needs to be better amongst people. Yeah. One other example um, that I'm going to give you as far as the depth of the ego is uh, Sonny Campbell, who is going to be at the Black Tie Fair. I got to give him a hand clap. Mm -hmm. He's going to be performing there. So I, I'm in the band, right? And mm -hmm. the energy was just off mm -hmm. between band members and things of that nature. And, you know, he pulls me outside and he says, you know what? As the band leader, I could have just spazzed out as the leader. He said, but then how would that have been received? Right. He said, because I'm not known for this. I'm not known to be that table pounder. Everybody knows me, but when they see the other side of me, you know, that could be offensive to somebody because they don't know that side of me. Yeah. He said, but I had to check myself. He said, in that situation where things weren't coming together, I had to check myself first, then see what I wanted, and then see how I can communicate. He said, and the best way I could communicate is like, okay, the band, everybody just take five. Do whatever it is that you got to do to get your mind back focused on here and i thought that was so dope because yeah when you're a leader you can get you can you can be in your ego mm -hmm. you're gonna do Absolutely. what they, you can tell another adult you're gonna do what the hell i tell you to do and i was like no yeah, in order for me to comply i have to buy into what it is that you want and there has to be a benefit to what mm -hmm. it is that you want out of me and i thought man there are some people that get it like yeah. i have to communicate mm -hmm. better in order to get what it is that i want absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely and i think um that barrier is what we're up against is that you know the miscommunication you know what i mean the confusion and i was uh it's funny but definitely everything you say is on point i was uh watching trevor noah this morning and he was saying something similar uh he was just speaking on like elon musk and twitter and how he thought it was gonna go and how it's actually going and yeah. <laughs> how you can see something and think you can do what somebody do until it's your job to do it but he was pointing out how I don't think a lot of people in this country really understand what uh, freedom of speech means. He was saying their interpretation of freedom of speech is you have to agree what I feel this means. You get what I'm saying? And then anything else can't be said. You know what I mean? Right. So that's what happened with Elon. He went on there. He said, Twitter, like, nah, we're getting rid of all that. We freedom of speech. You can get on here. You can say whatever you want. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So then people, uh, <laughs> so they... They really created bad. like 10 Elon Musk accounts. It just was tweet as him just saying all this stuff. <laughs> he came back the next day like, well, okay, you can't say that and you can't do that. <laughs> so he's like, that's how America contradicts itself. It's like you so gung-ho to try to fix this issue, but you got to make sure you're not a part of the issue before you're trying to fix somebody else. And that's accountability one-on-one. -on -one. That's how we can see real time a lot of people are not using accountability and they're upset about things you know that you created like you created this problem in your life so if you are upset be upset at yourself and use that energy towards the solution you know what yeah. i mean that's the best thing we can do for each other but arguing people's point of views and people's opinions you know that's not going to get us anywhere and waiting for celebrities to say something enlightening you know what i mean like they're just really great at what they do, and we can't yeah. take that away from them. But that doesn't make you a scholar, you know what I mean? I pointed this out one time online because I was having this conversation of, even about books and how people write books and what they put out there. And um, people were pushing me, like, DJ Envy's book and stuff. And so, you know, him and his wife wrote, like, a tell-all book, like right. a gossip, like a messy book. Like, I don't, that's celebrity stuff to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, those aren't scholars. Those aren't mm -hmm. books I would recommend. And so when I'm getting on to these sites and these are half the books they recommended, I can't, like, take you serious. You know what I mean? You, right. It's it's void now. So 
a lot of times people are complaining about things they can just tune off. Like my way is I just tune it off. When I got tired of the news, I just stopped watching it one year, never been back. You know what I mean? So there are a lot of platforms out there to where people are talking about the right thing. They had these conscious talks. They'll let a Kyrie come and explain, even if they have Christians and atheists on here discussing with each other civilly and communicating. So I think as more people start to digest that kind of content, we can turn things around. But as long as, you know, Breakfast Club is the top rated, as long as Drink Champs and Red Table Talks the top rated, the market is showing you what it wants. So so what can a leader do? What can an activist do beyond that point? Because. I mean, the market never lies. You know, this is what people are buying. I, um, I offered pushback the last time I put this on the table, but now I'm being enlightened uh, at the statistic that said more women are filing for divorce yeah. because they're unhappy. Yeah. And I, I, I offered pushback at first, but then I said, why? Why stay in a situation if you're unhappy? Yeah. <laughs> why stay in anything? So a lot of times we are quick to slap this toxic label on things. And, and it's just that. Either people have boundaries or people's minds change. Yeah. And, and 